Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. I am Caesar Walker. And I am Ronnie Gatry. And we want to thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast and listening to it. Like it. Uh, leave us comments uh, and follow us on SoundCloud. And uh, be, again, be on the lookout for social media as we begin to make our presence felt there as well as in the podcasting world. So with that, let's start the show. Uh, I feel honored. I feel uh, I feel very honored, actually. I feel... Uh, Do tell. Yeah, yeah. It's not every day that Gatchery wants to record with me two straight weeks in a row. So, you know, you just got to... You know, you just got to take these moments and run with it. Uh, you know, praises, praises be to the most high on that. You know, listen, uh, just listen to me and I'm cutting you off because I'm rude, but I need we, stitches. We um, <laughs> we don't have cameras, but right now I'm pulling a red challenge flag out of my sock and I'm throwing it at Walker. Well, listen, you're, you're one of the you're rare ter- people. Terrible guy. No, no, listen, you're one of the rare people I know who got busier after they lost their job <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's impressive that's impressive to me and by the way i had a whole gang of like unemployment jokes for you but oh. that has come to an end because i you think had, we have it until tuesday and you 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 bluffed on that man I'm, who are you by the way what do you mean you normally get these jokes off you don't hesitate i got new jokes are you still gonna get them off Maybe. Okay. Well, I'm employed, so I just won't listen. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. You owe the listeners more than that. Okay. Well, is it my turn? All right. Well, listeners, big news from your boy, Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie G. Um, I got an eye roll, by the way. That was, that was a big explanation of that pause there. <laughs> I'm employed. Um, I accepted the job or the role as a business development manager for a local real estate brokerage. So, um, man, I, these last three jobs I've had have been, I've all been in different industries. So I guess I'm just diversifying my portfolio, if you will, but, um, not in a nutshell, I guess as much as I can divulge, uh, I'm really, really responsible of, it's really in a nutshell, uh, using the marketing skills I learned in my prior role to help augment uh, the business unit. So uh, I've been given the keys to uh, social media for this organization, and I've been challenged to bring a lot of the agents that I serve up to the current generation as far as social social media marketing is concerned. And if anyone's still awake, because I know Walker isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. is that is in a nutshell uh, my my key responsibility. <laughs> so, you sound like you love it. No, nah, I mean, <laughs> I I do. It's just different, dude. The real estate game is so different. I, I imagine it would be. And, is that something you always wanted to get into? No. <laughs> okay. I got kids to feed out here, guy. I got okay. Jay. I got Jay to lace up on kids' feet. Um, is that more accurate? Um, sure. So sure, we'll um, go with that. Okay. So um, I I never targeted real estate as a, you know, possible industry, but hey, I'm here and it's a solid opportunity. And I guess one thing, one thing that that I'm kind of taken aback by is when I got there, it was just kind of like, okay, Ronnie, we're going to onboard you. You're going to do this orientation. But after that, everything is on you. 
So I'm like, okay. So when I say give the keys, like here go the keys, go ye there forth and prosper. And so I've got got a good amount of autonomy in this role, at least so far until I screw something up. But um, it, it's cool just to kind of, you know, generate ideas kind of independently, produce them in a professional format and get people's uh, feedback on it before I implement. So it's, it's been cool. It's, it's, it's truly what I've always envisioned a managerial role being. So, yeah. So I have a theory. Yeah, let's hear it. OK, I don't think you're Bahamian. I don't think you're Bahamian at all. How, how many challenge flags can I throw per recording? Uh, as many as you like. There's okay. no limit on it. No. I got big socks on today. Okay. Um, I don't think you're Bahamian. I think you're Jamaican. I think it's impressive <laughs> how a black man in the South in this market I, can I, find I, 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 huh I, ish well, blackish. <laughs> it's amazing how you are. You wave the proud flag for being blackish. Anyway. Um, so maybe that's how you can find a job so easily and quickly. Hey, as one of my good friends says, it ear what it ear call. (laughs) So back to my theory. So my theory is you really, because you know, Jamaicans hold multiple jobs, right? True. I think it's impressive how you just be able to bounce back. Just from job to job like that is it's, it's pretty impressive. It's, I, it's a blessing. That has to be point, and it is a blessing. Yeah, it is a blessing. Right. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm gonna look deeper into your ancestry there. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, I, I, the way you're able to get, and I'm not talking about oh, you know, I'm working over at the Gap for a little bit until I figure things. Nothing and nothing against working at Gap. Right. I am a Gap former Gap employee actually. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying the way you're able to find jobs that you're willing to put down on a resume is is pretty impressive to me we'll have to talk more about that putting down on the resume part sure i'm pretty sure you're leaving some of these uh jobs off as as a wise uh professional colleague shared with me years ago what you put on your resume is up to you fair (laughs) enough fair enough i mean if i was going to apply with the fbi of course i mean because they're going to find that out anyway but yeah you know yeah yeah um yeah, man. So yeah, I'm back in the game. So it's, well, welcome it's back. Been weird. Thanks, welcome man. back. And if I could, Walker, and this is this is kind of a pro to, pro tools extension um, to anyone out there that's listening that may be unemployed, man. I can't stress how important it is to have the proper frame of mind as you're searching for a new career. You definitely had a positive attitude man, going into come this. On, it Walker. was a little creepy, yeah. actually. How calm. And excited you was. But that that energy manifests itself, man. And, and, sure. and for me, the root of it is spirituality. But um, I, I, sh- I don't know if I've shared this live yet, but, man, I, I got laid off from a place of employment that had been 14 years. And I went to the dumps, man. Like, I struggled with depression around that time. I didn't think anyone was going to hire me. And that was a negative energy that I was putting out there that I'm sure in some kind of weird way was projecting itself in interviews and things of that nature. But, um. <clears throat> I was blessed to have at least, I think I had at least five, five or six different interviews this past time mm-hmm. and uh, all in a short amount of time. And it, I believe it has everything to do with my positive outlook. Dope. So, yeah. Dope. So, little little uh, nugget from your boy Gat. Nice. I don't, I don't have many of those, by the way. What kind of Jamaican spiritual rituals did you use to channel this, you know, enthusiasm to land these jobs? Uh, it's, it's, it's an essential oil, and um, I'll share more about that later, because you, you can't get it on Amazon. 
Well played, sir. Thank well played. But no, no. Con- congrats to you. Good luck on this new endeavor. Thanks, uh, Walker. Christmas. Uh, you just got back in town. Had a pretty une- was it was it eventful? Uneventful. I mean, Walker. To me, it was uneventful. Let's, um, let's back up. Yeah. You went out of town with with, with my uh, my wife's side of the family. They they have, and if I can go back even further, it's my wife's side of the family, but in particular, my mother in law's side of that. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. They, they've got a Christmas thing that um, that dates back okay. many decades ago. You just they, answered my question. It's yeah, a tradition thing. Yeah. Okay. So we, we went up to show our support for that. And um, man, you know, it's nothing against it because I think there's beauty in everything, but it is a different way of life in Northwest Alabama. I'll say that much. But um, it was good. It, I, I always love seeing my wife and what I'll joke with her and say her natural habitat. Uh, is that does that mean it's pretty uh blunt <laughs> well that that's our, and that that joke goes back to our dating times and she probably hates it but anyway but no it's good to see her in that element with her family to where she can just you know be who she's always been and not even think twice about it so um an introvert yeah well it's funny around her family. It, actually she like she comes alive oh, she's a life of the party around her family Oh my goodness, that is so unique. And I just sit back and I actually go. So you're like the person on the National Geographic watching. Whispering. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Next. She's going to tell a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you. Yeah. You know, I'm naturally extroverted. So being around the family as long as I have, I know people. So I'm, I'm going to talk and I'm going sure. to work the room. Right. But um, no, in, th- in, this, in this capacity. My sister, not my sister, my wife just takes over. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm getting texts. Let me mute that walker. That would be great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's really good to see. It's really funny. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, we went up there Saturday uh, for the party Saturday night um, and just got back a couple hours ago. And like I told Walker before we turned the mics on, dude, I'm so ready to record. Let's do this. Nice, nice. Oh, so, sorry, we're, we're talking holidays. Yeah, yeah. I, I just go ahead. No, no, no. But I was about to ask you since we're getting into like the Christmas. Is is this is this a big holiday for you, for your family? Do y'all do y- uh, is do y'all care about this holiday? We care, but honest, honestly, Walker. Since since kids have factored into the equation, it's it's real for me. It's really been just about. Spending time with anyone who acknowledges our presence since we're not the kids, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Yeah. And well, I would think you would. I mean, I think most adults have to kind of repurpose and rebrand Christmas in their minds anyway, because yeah. it's not going to be the same. Right. Right. And and like my wife and I have kind of positioned how we're going to do Christmas with our kids, because one from a from a present standpoint, like we're just not going to buy a whole bunch of gifts for them because we know the. The aunts, the uncles, the grandparents are going right. to just... And I think that's the beauty of it. You, right. it the, the, the the weight of it is not on y'all to, right. to make their Christmas, so, you know. So we just kind of fade to black from that perspective. But nice. it's, it's just like I, th- this this year, um, we, we are taking a little trip this upcoming weekend. Um, but when we get back, I mean, we're, we're actually going to host Christmas at our house this year. Ah, and that's so, nice because um, you ain't got to travel or go out anywhere. Right, with the yeah. kids and all that stuff. Um but no, are no, both my, sides coming down, or no, is it no, just no, no, with no. My, your? My, my wife's folks will be in Colorado with her sister, but um, okay. So just be my side of the family. 
But in talking to my mom and my sisters for that matter, no, no one like other than arranging the dinner, everything else is about my two boys. Right. And it's just like, okay, well, what are we going to do for this? And how are we going to do this? And all these, this is that I just mentioned have everything to do with my kids. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, Chris, it, it doesn't demean Christmas, but it's just like, I feel like from a family perspective, I'm not involved anymore. My wife either for that matter. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't think you would be, but I, again, when you, I would think repurposing it now, like I can't wait. And it, as a kid, I can't wait till I get up in the morning and get my gift. Now it's like, I can't wait till I get up to see the look on my child's face when he gets right. his gift right. or, you know right. what I mean? I, I would, I would think of it that way. Right. I know for me, like even it's weird now because my wife and I, like I ask her, what do you want for Christmas? She is yet to tell me. Walker. She has yet to tell me, can right? We, can we go in on that? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to let you go and I'm, I'm well, going to jump in. The thing is, what's so weird about it is, you know, I'm very particular about clothes and things of that nature. Right. I don't want you buying clothes for me. Just give me money and I'll get what I, because usually, let's be real, by this point, anything that I want that you would buy for me, I will already have bought it. Or... For example, and we're going to, we'll talk about this. This is a lead into another conversation. Okay. Uh, the Concord 11s came out. Oof. Now, I didn't get them, but I can't depend on my parents to get those for me for Christmas. Can can we have a moment of silence for the holy grail that is sneaker? Sure. And we're back. Oh so, goodness. no, but what I'm saying is there's just certain things I don't depend on. As a kid, I used to have to depend on. Sure. I don't depend on other people to get that for me because I can just go to the store and get it myself. Like, I know I can get it. You know what I mean? It's just I can get it myself. Just give me cash and all will be well with the world. And I'm going to play emotional females advocate here. Sure. All right. And you know where I'm going. But. Walker, if I if I just give you cash, like there's no heartfelt or thought behind the gift, and are you gonna remember two years from now that I gave you two hundred and fifty dollars for Christmas? Yep. Because <laughs> I asked you to. <laughs> I'm all about getting people what they want, Dude, and I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm totally I'm with all you. about getting people what yeah. they want. If you if that's what heart warms your heart, I'm there. I am there. Well, well, and it, and it's it, it, if I could take some of that and I'm not playing females advocate anymore. I'm bringing y'all into how we do it. Now, uh, my wife is a is an extremely professional uh, med or extremely successful medical professional. So uh, from a monetary standpoint, my wife could get whatever she wants like. And. When she wants something, she normally gets it. That's just how we roll. I mean, if it if it's if it's uh, realistic, at least. So mm-hmm. for me, man, Christmas and then her birthday being four days after that. Oh, really? Dude, it puts me in a tailspin. Oh it, man, my it, wife's birthday is like two, almost two weeks into January. Oh, so there is so back you, to I, back you, too. You kinda, yeah, you really understand. Yeah, what I know absolutely. Um, but yeah, but with her, just like. The last two years, Walker, I haven't even asked because I know it's going to lead to frustration mm. because she's going to start thinking and then she's not going to get back with me. Mm-hmm. And so then I got to get creative and I end up getting her something she hates. <laughs> and, you know, right. Or it's something that she doesn't really won't wear. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Dude, yeah. Um, and I'm going to butcher the name, but. 
dude, I got her this Givenchy okay. sweater last year. I'm talking Saks Fifth Avenue Walker. I dropped some Gee bread or on G? it. Huh? Gee or G? Givenchy. G- That's why I said I, but- I butchered it out. Whatever. Givenchy, if you're two chains. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, uh, and dude, I get it. And she opens it and she's like, thanks. And I'm like, you hate it. She's like, I don't like it. I'm like, well, A, thank you for telling me that. My feelings aren't as hurt as they would be if you had just taken it and stuck it in the back of your closet. Right. So it right. real there. Right. So, boom, gift receipt, sacks, you know what to do after that. And to your point, she ended up getting exactly what she wanted. So I, I find value. And I'm, again, this is me being Ronnie. I find value in getting people exactly what they want. Absolutely. And if if what you if you can't trust me to get what you want, go get it. And then you don't have to say it was from me. It's just like, oh, okay. Because in our household, you're right, Walker. It's really about the little spoiled, snotty-nosed boys, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can get, like, my parents, the things I want is not in your budget. The things I want. Oh, it's like that, Walker? No, I'm serious. Like... The things that I want or the things that that you can get is a time crunch. Sales are going on. People ain't restocking stuff. Like, I'm not going to tell you and then in your own time, you can't find. You know what I mean? I just thought about one those, uh, a, a those, lot, those YSL, uh, those YSL ones you showed me. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff I want. I'm like, no, you're, I'm not doing that to people. That's, that's, now that's rude. Yeah. When you asking people for gifts that exceed the value of, Two hundred dollars, right. let let alone five to six, seven, getting into a thousand range. Right, I'm not doing that's that's inconsiderate. You know what I mean? So no. So um, this so so this year, and this this is actually uh, this past week. Uh, I'm getting ready for work, and my wife comes in there, and she's like, "Hey, uh, what do you want for Christmas?" And so I had to remind her. I was like, "You remember the Concourse drops? <laughs> you know what she says, Walker." What are concords? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I passed out, and then when, when I woke up, she was still there asking me what I wanted for Christmas. No, um, but I was like, hey, <laughs> babe, I got the concords. I was able to get them for my boys too. Um, I, I mean, kind of like you said, there, there's, there are a lot of things I could think of that I like, but honestly, I'm good. Right, and, and you I got to, what you like. You couldn't depend on yeah. her to get it to know how to get it. It well, you just well. About that. And okay. I'm going to share another true story. So uh, the 72 and 10 11s came out two, two, three years ago. And I told my wife, that's all I really wanted. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to find a way to get them for you. And she did. Nice. Now, me being insecure and control freaky, I was able to snag my own pair. So, yeah, right now I have two pairs of 72 and 10s, um, 11s. 11s the best you ever created. So relax. Um, mm. But... My wife told me, well, after the fact, she said, well, I and, and I'm going to paraphrase, I end up going to a reseller. And so my wife paid almost double mm. of, the, of the retail for them shoes. Gotcha. So like she said, but Ronnie, it was easy because I knew exactly what you want. I I didn't know exactly how the price point was structured, but I saw it. I found a way to get it and I got them. And you got them. And you were you were very happy. 
Gotcha. So, so you had a backup plan yeah. in the event because yeah, yeah. you wasn't going to miss out. I play no games when it comes to so. Elephants. So you actually proved my point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm that's what yeah, I'm I totally agree. Yeah, I had to play females advocate because in the back of your mind, you, now you're stressing as an adult about whether or not you're gonna. And it shouldn't be like that. Right. It shouldn't be. My wife didn't really. As many sneakers as I got, she don't understand how the game works. Like. Yeah. You, you can't just casually roll out of bed and say, I'm going to get some 17 right, and 11. Right, right, right. And, and it's funny, my wife asked me the question today. She was like, so when they sell out, they don't just restock them? <laughs> no, dear. No, that's it. That's game over. Game I, over. We're going to talk about this more. And yeah. I can't wait to. But yeah, um, but yeah so I'm, I'm with you, Walker. Yeah, so I and, and again, for me, this is this has always been my favorite holiday. Oh, let's hear it. Always been my favorite holiday. And I'm not going to spend too much. I'm not going to, you know, spend too much time on it. But I always have enjoyed, because for me, I've repurposed Christmas in my mind. So it's not about me getting gifts. It's been about the more important things. Family, yes. Um, just friends. Like again, you know, I got one of my homeboys coming in town during the holidays. I haven't seen. I hardly ever get to see him because he used to live on the other side of the country. Mm, So I get to see him. Other people I haven't talked to in a minute. This is the homeboy you saw when you were in Cali. Yes. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just connecting. Right. So yeah, man. Like for so for me, it's almost like the the after party for Thanksgiving. Right. So this is another opportunity to just sit down with people, enjoy movies and relax, kind of recharge for the new year. Like I I enjoy how laid back this holiday is. Uh, And for me, it's all about getting people stuff they want. Like I take pleasure in giving to other people now more so than myself, because I can take care of myself when it comes to that. So, yeah, man, I just I love this time of holiday. Also, too, man, it's funny because it doesn't bother me like it used to. But I always observe like if you've noticed, you see a lot of what I call, quote unquote, fake wokeness this time of year of people nitpicking (laughs) and cherry picking the holiday. Yeah, I'm I'm just like, dude, relax. Like, I don't care how anti holidays you are. You eating some? You eating some 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 turkey and dressing and mac and cheese? You still got to eat, right? You know what I mean? Right. You, you you mean tell me you're not gonna go over to grandma's house? You you're totally partaking in the holiday. Yeah, all yeah. Of, all of and whether you like it or not, yes, we get it. Christmas is a commercialized holiday. Yes, it can be considered quote unquote pagan even. But my thing is this: I know and have known since a child. That the purpose of Christmas is to recognize the birth of Christ. And yes, if you read the Bible, you may even figure out that Jesus wasn't even born in the winter months. Correct. So no, his birthday is not on December 25th. No. And yes, I'm going to get these carols off. And yes, I'm going to exchange gifts. I cannot picture you caroling, by the way. And I don't. I'm just talking about the Christmas songs. Anyway. Boy, boy if I ever, you best believe, <laughs> my phone will be brandished and ready. <laughs> No, but seriously, like I, I, I just think it's a fun, it's a fun holiday. You know what I mean? And I, and I feel like it's important. That's why I, you know, I will live like vicariously through my kids because I think your kids does have fun with your kids on these holidays. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it ain't that deep. I think as long as your children understand what the purpose of the holiday is for and and instilling them the importance of family and those things that they can carry on the rest of their lives once they become adults. Right. I think you've done your good job. You don't want, I see people as adults who were deprived of stuff 
because they didn't celebrate holidays or whatever. Right. Yeah, like you got grown people walking around dressed as elves and all types of stuff because they're trying to get back what they didn't get in their childhood. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm all for allowing kids to have fun, but you can educate them at the same time. So this is my favorite time of the year, man. And it's funny. I'm going to leave with this and kind of get you into something funny that kind of happened involving my son in the school. my oldest son goes to a, a private Catholic school or Catholic private school. I don't know what you call it. And, um, and they've been heavy into the whole Advent season, right? So I'm going to be honest with you, Walker. Like, the I, what season? Advent. Okay. So um, I knew of Advent. Here's where you get the chance to make me aware. What? Make me aware. You, you, you're, you're sleeping on Advent as well? Because, okay, I mean, I was. Coma. Oh, Wow. So, so Advent, in a nutshell, kind of celebrates some, and, and that they're, I think they're loosely pagan elements, but um, celebrates different days leading up to Christmas. And then there are different traditions that you partake in, you know, such as the Advent wreath and the singing of song, things mm-hmm. of that nature. And so uh, my son has been, I mean, he's been on 10 about this Advent season. And do I don't discourage it because it's like, I'm glad y'all are teaching him this. Um, because it's not it's not about this let me let me give Santa this list of toys that I want. Sidebar, when asking my oldest son several times what he wants for Christmas, he has yet to been able to give give me an answer. Unbelievable. Um yeah, that is. Yeah. So um but no, no, no. So uh he's been heavy on Advent season. I love that. Uh, just because he's getting a foundation for what Christmas really means. And I mean, th- this kid comes home talking about giving to the less fortunate, you know, feeding the hungry. Hmm. And these themes kind of work their way into the Advent season. So I'm just like, okay, we're going to support this 100%. Okay. And it, it makes me want to shower this kid in gifts. But again, we're not doing that. But um, going back to my son's school, we had a we had a blackish incident. And I know you love these walkers. So listen up. Uh, <laughs> so his class um they do they're doing this celebrate christmas in different countries and different different ways of celebrating christmas so the teacher sends out this uh this notice on this we have this app where the teacher can communicate with parents and stuff like that it's all secure think of it as a facebook but just for this classroom okay teacher controls the content it's great so she puts out this list of all the countries and stuff that that we're going to travel to, air quotes, and learn about different holiday traditions. Mm-hmm. So your Italy's are on there. Your France is on there. Your Germany is on nice. there. Nice. I see where but we're going you here. you know what continent or any country from this continent is not listed? The continent where life started? Come on, Walker. Come on, man. So, you know, I see this and I'm reading through and she's she's asking parents to you know as you're shopping maybe buy some buy some things to help support the vision i'm trying to build with christmas being celebrated in these different countries mm-hmm. so um ronnie and with his 20 twitter fingers doesn't even think he me <laughs> i crack my knuckles walker mm-hmm. and i go at it on this app and so my question is what about africa kwanzaa is big in africa is kwanzaa up for consideration for a holiday celebration, Christmas celebration. Kwanzaa. You know what you I celebrate get? Kwanzaa? No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's an important that's an important thing we need to keep in mind here. <laughs> but Walker, but, again, I'm blackish. I'm working my way to black. Okay. This is a journey. This is a critical step in this journey. It's just fake outrage. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're so phony. You are so phony. Go but ahead. What, but what a, <laughs> as a as as a as a young man who's working to be more I'm not gonna say the W word. Black? No. <laughs> black does not begin with a W. W? Yeah. What's the word? The word is woke, and I don't want to use that. We're not woke. We're not. But as a as a young black man that's looking to be more culturally aware, when I have opportunities such as Okay, this, say woke. I hate it when you're PC. <laughs> when opportunities like this present themselves, how am I gonna advance if I sit on my thoughts, right? Okay. And this could this purpose could have a could serve dually is me learning more and maybe those from other cultures are learning more so anyway back to the story what about africa what it sounded about better Africa? if you would have said trolling but go ahead <laughs> what about africa what about kwanzaa send let me, so, let me ask you a question let me ask you a question i hate to keep cutting you this off this is a safe space for that i hate to keep cutting you it's off what we do walk i'm used to it this how many how many other how many others are in in your oldest son's class uh, zero. Okay, that's why this is so awesome. Okay, that's why I, that's why I'm enjoying the story. Because okay. hmm? no no one else would ask this. The question. Inter- interesting to note. Okay, there is another student that is biracial with a black mom. According to you, that child isn't black. We're, we're focusing on the mother here. Keep going. Okay, keep going with your story. So anyway, <laughs> um, I send that. And do you know what response I get? Yeah. Mr. Gatchery, thank you. We really should meet to discuss this. <laughs> you know what my response is, Walker? You could have picked a better time. I ain't got no <laughs> <laughs> So in five minutes? I'll be there in five minutes. Of course, this is like seven o'clock at night. No, but, um, no, but the next day, I'm like, Let's let's find you know I'll make time. Blah, 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 blah. So I get there and I meet with her, and she says, "Okay, that's funny." She said, "Well, I need to. I honestly need to learn more about Kwanzaa. It is something we've thought of, but we haven't really gone after because we haven't. We've never had a formal request. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, to visit this. But she says I'm open to it. But unfortunately, we're our structures already set for this year, so we won't able won't be able to do it this Christmas season. But We'd love to consider it for future kindergarten classes. So at that point, you begin to rearrange everything on her desk. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not militant, Walker. <laughs> that's what. That's what Dre would have done. Well, I don't think Dre would have done that. WWDD. Yeah. No. No. He's oh, a sensible guy. After the fact. <laughs> so, um, and, and I'm going to make an incredibly long story short, but I went on to explain to her how, how unfortunate that is. And I reminded her of the cultural diversity that this school supposedly prides himself on. There's a big Hispanic community, Hispanic and Italian community at the school. Okay. okay. And so um, I reminded her of that and I challenged her to work to achieve some level of excellence in accommodating all facets of diversity in the school. Okay. And so she looks at me with kind of like a blank stare and asks if we're done. 
And I said, I think we are. The end? No, it's, it's never the end. You know I had to send an email to the principal. Come no, on. I'm saying the end of that conversation, that, that exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was, that is hilarious. I was irate, but it, it was... I, I'm, I mean, my school, my son is in school at this moment, so I can't really just go ham. Sure. You know? Sure. This Noah's dad called this angry black man. You know? So it's like, but, but Walker, it's like, why why can't Kwanzaa get some genuine consideration you just as you travel it. all over the globe celebrating Christmas? Well, I think you know the answer to that. I do, but, and the question's rhetorical, but it's... I don't think where I am now in my life, I would have felt comfortable just reading that and saying, oh, <laughs> hey, man, could you get some Italian Christmas stuff? I mean, no, <laughs> we got to represent here. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. I got you. So anyway, that, that and I think you did your part by saying, by speaking up. About and, it. and I'm not done either, Walker. Like I, I've got, no, no, no. I mean, the principal and I are from this first email I sent. We have been in constant communication about this. Gotcha. So, uh, if not for my son's class, and hopefully for a class that comes after him. Sure. Now, the irony in this is going to be, when they do decide to do it, there are not going to be any black kids in the classroom. He probably. Right. So, probably. So, that's my blackish moment, Walker. I know you I know you, you like those, so, blah. Okay. Uh, so you got your Concord 11s. Um, uh, can I rephrase that, please? Sure, Walker. You need to have some, res- you need to show some respect to our listeners and me, but not, not more so you. No, no, no. I want you to respect the listeners because what you say, the listeners hear, and they shape their thoughts about me based on what you say. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> have you been, is this thing on? You, you hear? <laughs> Walker, I didn't get my Concord 11s. I got our Concord 11s. Our? Yeah. I laced I laced 75% of my team in Concord 11s. Your team? This is my team, Team Gad. Okay. So don't say you got your 11s. You made me seem like a selfish, spoiled brat. You're being emotional. It I wasn't am. that deep. It wasn't that deep. <laughs> um... <laughs> So th- those are your those are your favorite favorite sneakers. I actually passed on them. I actually passed on them. Let, let me hear your reasons why, and I'm gonna I'm gonna um, try my hardest to remove my emotions from my response. Lord Jesus, um, I'm waiting on the bread Elevens. Actually, okay, I like the bread Elevens. I actually like the Space Jam, but in retrospect, I passed on those. But I actually regretted passing on those. Which Space Jams? The 45 Space Jams or the 23 Space Jams? The which one came out the most recent? What's the, the 45 most recent? Space Jams? 45. There's a pair of those in my closet. Obviously, <laughs> but I'm saying like my son has a pair <laughs> because you lace your team. I lace my team. I'm the bad scientist of Air Jordan 11. <laughs> you have a personal problem. <laughs> but no, I pa- I passed on them. Um, I-, I figured out how to style those now. I've actually, I couldn't quite figure out how to aesthetically just make it work for me. Oh, okay. But I have a, I, I figured out a way to kind of do that. You want to hear about my style tips for Air Jordan 11's Walker? What you got? Wear anything you want. <laughs> but if these are on your feet, the fit is fire. 
So we're gonna move on to the. Uh, you got anything else? No, no. I got I gotta dive into the Concord release. Um, but I want to give you some credit because you said something to me that made me change my whole viewpoint about you. Um, you said I'm holding out for the bread 11s. This warmed my heart, Walker. Okay. Because you really know your shoes. You're not just, you're not faking it anymore. Um, hold that, hold that. Uh, have you been catching any of this smoke that's been going around bread 11s? Like they, I mean, no, no, you can make me aware. Okay. So they're they're thinking that they may make a release pre February, really potentially. But the the smoke the smoke isn't really thick, so it's hard to it's hard to really justify it. But the sources that are putting this information out have usually been dead on. Hmm. I put it, I put it this way: if there's two more shoes before I retire, okay. And when you say retire, I say that loosely. Yeah, but you'll never retire. It will. Too it will. It will complete my collection because okay, I, I don't collect sneakers, even though I don't wear them a lot. Right, I don't collect them. So if I buy them, I'm buying them with the intention to wear. Okay, right. There's only two. There's only two Jordans left that I would like to collect before I quote unquote retire. The in bread, terms of the bread eleven, the bread fours. No. No, white cement threes. White cement threes, not the tinkers. You want the real ones. The right. Okay. Uh, sure. The ones. The you know the ones and threes are my favorite yeah. ones, and I I've always the bread elevens. I wanted since high school. Oof. You know what I mean. You can say that again. Yeah, I've wanted those since high school, and so that's kind of like dipping back into the history to make things right. Air Air Jordan Eleven is the best sneaker ever ever crafted. And, and will probably be the best ever. But of the 11s, the best colorway, hands down, are the breads. Um, we're not going to debate this. I'm putting that out there. Right. That is factual. You can put it on stone tablets for all I'm concerned. But back to the Concord release. Walker, um, for, for those of you that listen that are in the sneaker game, uh, it, it's it's hard. Like Especially if you want like the good, the good sneakers. Like It's hard to come across a pair and pay retail for them. If you want to get on the resale market, yeah, you can roll out of bed and get those and pay almost, and sometimes almost three times what you pay, what they would charge for retail. But um, leading up to the Concord release, I was getting really nervous because I know I wanted them uh, because, you know, these were the Concords with the 45 on them. And I just think something about that 45, I just love. But what I I credit Nike because I felt like with this release, Nike kind of reached into their humanity bag and was like, we're going to we're going to make sure everybody that wants them gets a pair of them. And Nike did that. And they made a ton, ton of cash off this release. In my heart of hearts, every Air Jordan Jordan 11 release should be like that. But I'm not going to get my way there. Okay, whatever. But um it was, it was so great to see people in my sneaker community excited, like, hey, man, I got a pair. Hey, man, I got a pair. Hey, I was able to get my son a pair. Hey, I was able to get my cousin a pair for Christmas. He wanted them, da-da-da. So I just, I, I really got to take a minute and give Nike or Jordan Brand a bunch, a whole heap of love from this guy because all the nervousness and anxiety I had leading up to the release was just, vanished. I mean, it, it vanished. Like, seriously, I got... I got like a toddler pair, uh, a grade school pair, and a pair for myself. Funny story about this walker. Uh, as I'm, as I'm, you know, on the internet trying to secure pairs for us, uh, I look at my wife and I was like, "Hey, babe, 
I feel like I've excluded you from this whole Jordan movement. Like my my sons have not had a choice in this matter. It's just like if you're my kid, you're going to get laced in these shoes like and you're going to you're going to wear them. Right. And I've never really intently looked at you and asked if you wanted a pair. And so I'm like, babe, the Concords are readily available. I'm going to get you a pair as well. And you know what she says, Walker? What are Concords? <laughs> right. She asked me what Concords are. And so uh, once I told her they were J's and I showed her a picture of what they look like, she said, Ronnie, I don't want that ugly shoe. Gotcha. I filed for divorce. <laughs> In your head. <laughs> um, You know what's so ironic? What? I think that shoe looks better on girls' feet to me. It, it does look good on girls' feet. I'll give you that one. You know what I mean? It, oh it just goodness. it looks it, so. I, I've seen girls rock it, stupid, just crazy, <sighs> crazy. Like the meme where the girl has a heel, then right next to it is the Concord. Yes. I was like, yeah, that's that's that. They made that shoe for a for a female. It just yeah, looks better on a smaller that. foot. When you can rock that shoe. Uh, yes. My wife's not crazy about the Concord, but she likes the one. I was like, all right. She she wants. She actually want a pair. And, and again, it's so funny. My wife's like, oh, I want a pair. And I was trying to tell her, like, okay, honey, when you remember when I went to go get mine, <laughs> and you were there with me <laughs> for real. Like she seriously. Rolled up out out of the bed no, and went I with me. There, the credit card was. I handed it to him. <laughs> there were other boxes there. <laughs> you know, and, and that, it's, that was your cue. <laughs> That's exactly. I mean, seriously, like it's so funny because we're talking about our wives and how how disconnected they are from sneaker culture and how tough it is to get these shoes. Right, right. And so my wife was like, you know, I've been looking or da 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 And that's when she asked me the question today. So she's slowly starting to understand that when these shoes are released, gotta cop them. You need to get them then. Right. That's that's that explains the mad dash. That explains why you hear across the country people getting in fights. Right. Because it's a limited, it's a limited quantity of shoes. And so if you want them, you need, and I told her, okay, here's what you need to do. Just in the near future, whenever you're in the mall, go into a footlocker and try on a pair of ones. They may not be, you know, not the retro. They may not be none of the retro, you know, that you, but a style. So you'll know your shoe size. You don't even know what you wear in these shoes. That's true. And that's really not a great time to go try to try the shoes on when people are snatching and grabbing. Because if my wife said she wanted a pair, I was just going to look at the conversion chart and say, oh, well, she, this is what she wears in women's. This is what size I'd get her in men. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's not always safe. Right. No. No. Her foot, her foot is so, it just, you know, women's feet is just. It's a different It's game, just different. Yeah. You wear a certain size if it's a heel because your foot is sloped. You know, all these type right. husband talk. Yeah. You know, we know all this <laughs> right. stuff, right? Right. So, yeah, I told her, do that. So when these shoes release again, I will go. Because, dude, my shoes still, my shoes still look. I rocked mine, my one breads about a week or so ago. Oh, they look the You s- never told me you had bread ones. Yeah. Yeah. I got the Royal Blues. I and saw the Royal Blues. And, you rocked those ones. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I got the breads too. Oof. Yeah. I'm not crazy my favorite about the ones, but the bread ones are That's my mean. favorite all time. Okay. 
That's I like that's my favorite sneaker in my collection. I, I can respect that. that. Yeah, that's my favorite shoe, hands down. So I told her the next time they release, give me your shoe size. You'll know your shoe size, mm-hmm. and I will get up like I got mine, and we'll get yours. Okay. You know, and she was like, "Deal." Did you? Um, and this is my last sneakerhead thing, and we'll move on. Did you see the Spider Man ones, Brett? That they weren't Brett ones, but Spider Man ones that that dropped. Did you like those? Okay. 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 I, I like the icy bottom on them, and the icy bottom was almost enough to make me plunge. But I was like, no, I'm not crazy about the shoes. So I'm not going to do that. Again, it's only two more shoes yeah. that'll make me because now, as far as ones go, I feel complete. Yeah, because I, I got, I got <laughs> the trilogy. By yeah, I got the trilogy. I got the trilogy. I, right. I, I really respect what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the trilogy. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um. Let's talk. You want to talk about Kevin Hart? Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. So uh, he likes Air Jordan ones. He sure does. He sure does. <laughs> uh. What he doesn't like <laughs> is people digging into his past, right? Man. You want to wanna, wanna well, elaborate on that? No, I, I'll, I'll let you elaborate because I got a lot I want to share here. So you, you can be a little more concise about the story than I will because I'll start letting emotions get involved. And I just I just want to get to the Fair enough. So Kevin Hart was announced to host the Oscars, which I believe he had stated in, in the previous or in the past that that was a dream of his. Kind of yeah. like, you know, bucket list item would be able to host the Oscars. So after he announced this, of course, there's a some journalist who uh, get brought up a whole bunch of like tweets from his past that he had said. And I actually looked at some of the tweets. Um, they were homophobic. Sure. Okay. Uh, but it became it, it created this it created controversy. And Kev basically did a. Was it, was it, was it on, what was it on? Was it Instagram? It was on his social media. It was media. on his, you talking about the, what he kind of. His initial response. Yeah, yeah, it was on yeah. Instagram. And so I wish we could play it back so we don't even have to, you know, right. explain it. But basically. One day, Walker, one day, I promise he, you. Yeah, uh, it's coming. So he basically, in in so many words, was saying, uh, I've already addressed this. By the way, this was 10 years ago. I'm not the same guy I was. Uh, if we feel like we're in a society that where we can bring up a person's past and use it to judge who they are today, I don't have anything else to say to you. And if you can use the same energy that you used to dig up those tweets, you should also use that same energy to find the few times that I've also addressed that and apologized for it. Nicely put. Mic drop. But so we thought. of course he came back right. and actually gave a formal apology right. and decided that he would not be a part of the Oscars and you know host. So, and I think now I think the Oscars are considering not even having uh, a host. I don't know how that's going to work. No, I didn't hear about that part. Well, they haven't found anyone to replace him. So well, good they for you. Called me, I'm, I'm available. Good for you, Oscar community. <laughs> But yes, so that, in a nutshell, that's that's the whole situation, and here's where Gatchery uh, gives his uh, his two cents. Walker, it, we're we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this interview style, but it's not gonna be a lot of questions. Um, Kevin Hart's current profession. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, I think it's in the realm of comedy. Comedy. Okay. Um, that's really the no 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 no. How many comedy Kevin Hart comedy specials have you 
taken in? Maybe like three. Three? Okay. Um, do you, did you hear him say anything homophobic in any three of these? No. You didn't? No. Oh. Okay. Nothing stands out. Nothing stands Especially, out. Especially because I think for the most part, he talks about his life and his experiences. So. That's true. And yeah. he's very authentic and vulnerable about it. And just, yeah, that, that's why he is who he is. Well, Walker, my whole point, and I, and I heard someone else say this, and I couldn't agree more with these comments. This man is a comedian. He His profession is rooted in making people like us laugh, right? Right. And it doesn't always have to be true. You know, it doesn't always have to be serious. Like, but... When I when I take my money and I go and I buy a ticket to see Kevin Hart, which I haven't done, but or let, let, let me be more more realistic. When I turn on Netflix and I find a Kevin Hart special that I choose to watch, I'm not watching it for uh, drama. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching it for suspense. I'm watching it to laugh. Right. Right. So uh, and I understand Kevin Hart, the comedian is different than Kevin Hart, the person. But. You at some point you have to assess what this man's claim to fame is and understand that he may give you some social media that augments what he does, right? Right. So he may have to be a comedian via social media, and he has every right to be. And really, I mean, get a grip. Like, how long ago was this Walker? Um, about ten years ago. Ten years. Like, where's the statute of limitations? But and and this is gonna sound weird what I'm gonna say, but. I think about the whole Kavanaugh thing, you know, like have your have your justifications for Kavanaugh as you wish. But do this this lady deciding to come out as a grown woman <laughs> about something that happened half a century ago. I mean, come on, like and I'm not taking anything away from from like uh, sexual abuse or anything like that. I don't condone that. But at one point, at what point do you get to live? Well, at what point do you get to say, like, I was younger then and I was dumb and, you know, I can't stand by everything I've done. But like, when, when can when can you live? Right. And, and I, I know the answer in this current age is as long as as long as you put on social media or there's something written about it, you cannot live. But. It's just the thing is like why I'd rather people be honest and say we don't want Kevin Hart hosting the Oscars instead of trying to dig and try to find a reason for him not to host. Like just say, hey, we don't want Kevin to do this. We we heard Kevin was uh, a potential candidate to host the Oscars. We're we're one party. We don't think he should do it. To hear the reasons why, and let's talk about it like that, like freaking adults. But no, we want to go and find tweets. You know, like man, come on, man. Like it's just it. We, we, we got to be real. We got to be humans at some point, man. Like, it's enough of this nitpicking. Let me go try to find some stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm emotional about it. Okay. Walker, let me, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you a little story. When I was, uh, when I was 18, 18 or 19, um, I, was, I was working part-time for the company which you and I were working. Okay. In the intern capacity, and I wanted a throwback jersey. Okay, I spent seven hundred dollars for this particular throwback jersey. It was Kobe Bryant's dad. Congratulations! It was it was, it was one of the most boneheaded financial decisions I've ever made. In I was my being sarcastic, <laughs> right? You know what's crazy, Walker? I don't even know where that jersey is now. 
Hmm. You would think for that kind of money, you would have had it framed. I had it framed up, dude. Yeah, yeah. But but the root of the story is you seriously paid seven hundred dollars for that, Walker. I worked overtime. Okay, just to get this stupid jersey. To do what? Where to the club? (laughs) Boy, they should have put that jersey up in the rafters of that club. (laughs) Retire. <laughs> no matter that, that has to be that has to be part of the agreement for whoever purchased it that they have to leave that jersey up there. Now you remember the day Gatry came through. Right. You honor with all of that seven hundred dollar drip. Right. It was stupid. <laughs> um, but but my whole point is like. When you're younger, you do dumb stuff. Right. right? I couldn't. I, I right. Mean, and now that I have the means, like, it wouldn't hurt me to drop $700 on the jersey, but I'm not going to because it doesn't make financial sense. I agree. My whole, my whole point is, like, when you're younger, you do dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. At, at what point do you get get a pass for being young and dumb? Mm. Well, sure. Or does that not exist in America anymore? Well, again, that's kind of the point that I get into because it is very hypocritical. It's very hypocritical. Let's say this. I'm not standing by what Kevin Hart tweeted. Thank you. Let's let's be clear on that. I hope I was clear. Okay. Right. Let's be clear on that just in case, you know, if you're listening, it sounds like we're Kevin Hart doesn't even stand by those tweets. Correct. So neither are we. I think what you're getting into and what I'm getting into is, okay, if if we're setting a precedent here to where we can go back in time and pull up people's transgressions, then we need some rules here. I want some rules. Here we go. All right. Who's allowed to do this and how far back are we willing to go? Because as a black man, I think I like this game because there's been a lot of wrong done to us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think this is a slippery slope when we begin judging people based on their past to determine who they are today. I don't think many people are going to like this game. No. Once it's done. Right. I can see some people taking their balls and going home. Very quickly, very quickly. Again, like we said last time, you pulled out the spades. I have the big joker. You really want to do this? Do you really want to do this? That's a great point. You see what I mean? So, okay, so you want to go back and bring up his tweets. Nick Cannon, did you hear Nick Cannon's responses? I did not. And and here's to me, my, my personal opinion on this, I think the Academy are a bunch of suckers for this. I think uh, they can are. You be a little more honest. Uh, I think they're a bunch of suckers for this, because my thing is now you're the one scrambling to find a host. That's true. You're the one who lose big on this, and you caved to the LGBT community. Now we know the LGBT community is very rampant through Hollywood, so they got you by the balls already. Right. right. So you a bunch of. To me, you played yourself. I almost wanted to make them Player of the Week, yeah, the I entire that, academy. I think that would have been good. Player of the Week worthy. And we know how much you love ABC. Yeah. <laughs> I love Blackish. What do you mean? That's the only thing on ABC you will consume. Uh, sports games. NBA comes on. It's ESPN on ABC. That doesn't count. ABC owns them. Continue on Walker. Anyway, 
But no, like Nick Cannon called out the Academy. Like in in I'll read out a few things that he that he said. He says, uh, actually, he talked about, he talked about, oh yeah, we should point, this is one of the things he said, we should point the finger at the Academy. They should be held accountable for their past. They treated us, black people, wrong for so long. And he pointed out the first black Oscar winner, Hattie McDaniel. Familiar with her? No. Okay. Hattie McDaniel, um... She played the role of, obviously, of the Mammy in Gone with the Wind. Now, at the 1940 ceremony, she was segregated against. She wasn't even allowed to sit with her cast. She was escorted out to the side in the corner somewhere. Black people haven't gotten an apology for that. So, if we're going to go back in the past you're and going point back, out... You're going back too far, Walker. Too far? <laughs> That, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, of course. Again. So, but I'm saying, where's, what's the precedent? We're setting a precedent for going back. Ten years is not long. Is is obviously not too far back. So, when does it become too far? That's a good question. I think at, at the moment, Hattie McDaniel had to be segregated from her own freaking cast. Right. Right. I think that's where this it. is at the hands of. So, where's our apology for that, Academy? Uh, the show still must go it, on for and, y'all. Again, in playing with devil's advocate, was was there anything tweeted about this? No. Oh well, then it didn't happen. Sure, sure, sure. Give me a break. But man. but I just think it's uh, to your point though. I think it's ridiculous when we're looking to the past to determine where we are today, as if we haven't evolved, as if we haven't matured, as if we haven't grown up. We're picking and choosing, man. Like we we, we can we can go at him for this, but we're not going to go at them for all this stuff. And and again, again, I mean, look at look at Weinstein, man. You look at Milo. You familiar with Milo? No. You don't know. You don't know these people. Where's my cultural awareness? I don't know. It's probably somewhere um, with your Concord Elevens. <laughs> I have yet to unbox those, by the way. But anyway, so there's a guy in the LGBT community. I can't pronounce his. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but his his name. He goes by the name of Milo. He has said, and he has he has had some very racist views and opinions. Okay, okay. but he's a he's a part of the LGBT community, so he gets a pass, I guess. He says so some hard. jacked up stuff, and I'm just like, okay, um, who's gonna call this guy? Who's out? gonna call this guy out? Right? And I get it. You're you're fighting for your team. I get that. But my thing is, we're setting a very slip. This is a slippery slope. So my thing is, how far down, how far are we willing to go with this? Right, right. You, I just don't think you're going to like how this plays out. That's all. And another thing I would say, I would have to ask the the LGBTQ community. This is not even talking about Kevin Hart, because you can't even have jokes about the community. How, mu- do you, how much equality do you really want? Right? We, te- we seem to cherry pick equality. You know, for what's convenient for us. Right. Right. Now, again, as a Christian, I have no issues with because me, that's a choice. You choose who you want to be married to in a relationship with, fall in love with, whatever. It's a choice. Right. It's a choice. I had to choose my wife. I had opportunities to not choose her. True. Vice versa. Right. 
So I believe that love is a choice in that regard. Who you choose to love and spend the rest of your life with is your business. True. It's not none of mine. Right. So I'm not standing in the way of of having the ability to marry who you want to marry. Okay. Dumb, doesn't matter to me any. Right. Right. My life is of no consequence to me. My life is still going to be the same regardless of who you marry. Okay. That being said, if you want equality, then you I want you to have equality. Sure. Go for it. But you should also be subject to an equal share of these jokes as well, because every community <laughs> has their own share of jokes. Yeah, it's just yeah. Part of, it's part of it. It's part of it. You know what I mean? So you don't want to don't don't cherry pick. Don't treat it like a buffet. You'll take a little right to marry and have your don't be discriminated based on that. That's that's true. But you should be able to get some of these jokes. Did the Jews get any of these jokes? No, they they they. they you can fall in the same category with them as well, because okay. I don't think most people are very they tiptoe. They on eggshells when they when the Jewish community is brought up. True. And and I guess within the within the Jewish realm, there are, I think there are only certain things you can joke about. And there's some things that are just off limits. Sure. Right. Okay. Sure. Right. Sure. But you know, it's it's the it's just the same thing with that. Like well, how much equality do you really want yeah, is my opinion. That's a, good, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's enough jokes to go around. I'll put it this way. As a black guy, there are jokes about race I laugh at. Yeah, same here. And contrary to what some people may think of me being militant, I laugh all day. Like, my homeboy years ago, a few militant? years back. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, my homeboy sent me, he sent me a clip of Louis C.K., Okay. Well, he talks about how awesome it is to be white. <laughs> Dude, hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious, right? I mean, the joke, like his whole bit was, he was like, man, I'm in great health. I'm white. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, listen, and I'm not saying white people are better than anyone. I'm just saying that being white is clearly better. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? It is. It was, dude, I'm rolling. Like, he was like, dude, I can hop in a time machine and go to any time in history, and it's going to be freaking awesome when I get there. <laughs> dude, I am. Show me the lie. Show me the lie in that. I just, I love the way you're, yeah. Yeah, dude, when I tell you, I'm not up there like, look at this white supremacist talking about how great it is to be white when black people got it so bad. No, I'm laughing. Because you're staying in the realm of that joke. You're not. Right. Yeah. It's true. It's also very true. I I cannot object. It's very true. You know what I mean? So even though I know things are messed up, I know he's not out here promoting white supremacy, so I can laugh along with him. Sure, sure. right. But again, I but again, I I can think objectively and give people the benefit of the doubt. That's all. Right. That's all. And I when it, when it's a joke, I'm gonna treat it like a now again. There's certain jokes you can't make. Right. Right. right, we're not gonna we're not gonna throw out derogatory terms or drop the f bomb or do things like that. That's inappropriate. But dude, a, a clever, well written joke. Good, it's money. No one's no one's off limits right. as far as I'm concerned from that. Right. And I to agree. me, I, and what I've heard other comedians talk about is when we feel like we can't joke on you, that means 
it's pretty much a telltale sign that there's still something wrong with it. Think about it. Okay, let's go back to this example. Let's okay. use you. Let's use you as an example. When you came on here a few weeks back and you talked about being let go from your previous job, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had jokes for you, but I made sure you were good first. Yeah, like I wouldn't joke on you if you were like kind of struggling with it yeah, or whatever, like, right? I don't know how I'm good. My family. Yeah, good. yeah. He's like, yeah, no, dude, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Well, let's bring these jokes on then. If you get, you know what I mean, I'm gonna make sure you let's get your grade. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, right. Yeah. So my thing is, is that when it comes to things that we know is not a good situation, again, we're not gonna joke on someone dying. Right. We're not gonna joke about someone sick and terminal and ill. We're not gonna joke on no serious things like that. But my thing is, if we have fully embraced uh, being, you know homosexuality and it's a part of life and all these types of things then just like me joking on my heterosexual friend i can throw jokes your way true doesn't mean that it's something wrong with you or whatever why because we're comfortable with you and your lifestyle we're comfortable with you and the way you are we're comfortable with that so so you saying there could be some lower level of discomfort within the lgbt community that resides within themselves if we can't joke on you, like, where's the discomfort? I think that just the dis- I don't know. That's okay. a good question. Cause it, it just seems like there's some. Because if I'm good, if I'm good, could be. If I'm good, if you good, what's the problem? Right. You know what I mean? I think that's a fair question. And again, these are conversations that are not being had. And Walker, I, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use your example of um of the jokes uh in, in my job loss, but like. I, I own the fact that it wasn't going to work out where I was being employed, and I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. There were there were no there were no insecurities. You around. felt free, yeah. And I use that term on purpose. You felt free and liberated <sighs> to be gone from that job, but right, right. And and it's it's hard for me to process in an LGBTQ type type thought, but I don't know. It just it just reeks of insecurity to me. Could be. It could be. But it goes back to the big question. Like, why can't you get these jokes as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. What makes you... you Because what happens is is when we joke on things, we normalize it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. It's easy to to joke on something that has become normalized. Right. And I get it. You got people who are bigots when it comes to people, to the LGBT community and the things that people say, the things people believe or whatever. But in true equality you and your lifestyle and who your identity as a gay person mm-hmm. is normalized. So if it's normalized, then you're no, you're not off limits right. from these jokes. That seems like a simple equation to me. It seems like that. But again, again, always nuances, these are two right? heterosexual men talking, <laughs> but, but okay. you know what I mean? So we but, need someone entrenched in that community to kind of educate us. Right. So. Right. And I'm not saying that we're, a, we're not saying we're authorities on it, but logically speaking, I'm thinking to myself, because again, as a guy who is against racism is against all that. If I can laugh at Louis CK and I'm pretty sure you got a lot of people in the LGBTQ community who finds Kevin Hart funny, right. who probably didn't take offense to it. But at some point, we got to get to a place to where, and I'm not even talking about Kevin's tweet because I did read him. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can't defend that. But it seems as though is most comedians have to tiptoe regardless. 
when it comes to, to, to that community. And the biggest question is, why not revolt then? Sure. Sure. Or just educate. It's an opportunity. And again, we live in this delete society. Yeah. This yeah. censorship society. Oh, yeah. This, You know what I mean? And it speaks of the fake outrage. This is a great teachable moment to educate and make people aware. Right. Instead right. of canceling them and silencing them and getting people fired, let's use opportunities to educate people on how this community feels about these comments, this belief, this statement, da 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 da. I mean, this is America, right? Last time I checked. Land of the second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Yeah. Last time I checked. Yeah, absolutely. Asterisk. Absolutely. And it's it's just the same thing and, and you brought up the Jewish community. Um you familiar with Mark Lamont Hill? No. Where am I? We're gonna move on. <laughs> We're going to move on. That name is not Ring a Bell. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, black people know who he is. Oh. It's okay. It's all right. Um, embrace, if, embrace my journey, please, sir. <laughs> or or not. <laughs> Are you on a journey to the moon? <laughs> you traveling by... Not according to Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did. We I get did. to that in the lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Oh I forgot goodness. about that too. Um, let's speaking of which, if you don't got nothing else, let's go to the lightning round. I think lightning I, round I, is. I, I, I appreciate your thoughts on that. I think they were uh, well thought and well displayed. Well, so. thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And and See, you I know. keep a positive energy, unlike some in this room. <laughs> I do keep a positive energy. Very positive. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Again, I feel blessed. I feel blessed. That you would even want to come sit and talk to Walker, me, Walker, don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this. Dude, what? I called you before we started recording. You didn't pick up. Because <laughs> I was hauling it to my car because if I didn't get to my car, Gatcher would find something to do Walker, while he was waiting. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Show yourself. <laughs> anyway, we get into lightning round, which is just, we're just going to fly through some topics. And uh, just see where it goes from there, because uh, usually we have main topics, but there's things that's happened that people probably want to hear our opinions on. Sure, I'll just fly through it. You did have an update in the uh, Emantic situation, yeah. So uh, the, a new DA has been appointed to the uh, Emantic Bradford uh, investigation. Of I should really have the names ready because that would give us more validity, wouldn't it? Just a new DA. Okay, new DA. Uh, I'll give you the the high points. Uh, former DA, black male. New new reappointed DA, white male. So uh, there's more to this story, but listeners, I'm going to challenge you to really think what the motive is behind this uh, current reappointment. The media outlets label this as a conflict of interest. Um, but it just it just reeks of something bigger. I should say I was going to use a different term, but um, I just I, it smells fishy to me, Walker. And mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts, I think I lightly touched on this uh, when we talked about this in depth. But in my heart of hearts, I feel like there's a cover up being brewed, and um, I feel like we as the public are never going to get the truth in this matter, which, which, cause, cause we all know Walker. I know, you know, but we all know 
something didn't quite go right that night. Now, it's up to the ALEA to either be civilized, ethical beings and give us that, or they can be who they always have been and cover up this information. So anyway, that that's those are my thoughts of this garbage situation. Uh, shout out to my pastor, uh, Pastor Michael D. Moore. Um, he said that we need to continue to pray for the situation and for the family. Yeah. And, and I said last week, man, like that, that's, that's so we true. need to reach out to the family. My, I get so angry over it, but I'm yeah. telling you, man, honestly, I'm not praying as hard as I should yeah. for the people that are still impacted by this. Thank you. Thank you. And we're in the holiday season. And yeah. this is man, when it's that's when it's extremely tough to cope with the loss of a loved one, especially in the manner in which they lost it. Essentially him. the kickoff to the Christmas season, right? Right. Man. Right. So that again, these people need our prayers. Um yes, this stinks. Uh, but again, it 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 speaks to Speaks to one of the things that we talked about uh, last time and how I feel that the way we're going, I feel like where we're going about trying to pursue change, it leads to a similar consequence in most cases. Yeah. Uh, and so my thing is, are we willing to try something different? But that's all. I'm not going to get on a soapbox again on that. Gotcha. Uh, okay. <laughs> we have a new king of R&B, uh, Jaquise or Jaquay or, you know, uh, what do you mean, new king? This dude's been on the throne. Been on the throne, man. Jacquees since is that, Jacquees since? is that guy since since. Oh, who who is Jacquees? Honestly, <laughs> my jokes are done. Who, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting, but dude, I, okay. You, you, you go. Do first, you know Walter. a Jacquees song? Can you name one? How much time do I have? I know. I know. We try to keep these recordings between you know hours. Well, you don't want to have 50. to leave in a little bit. That's true. No, I can't. I can't name anything. For this you know point. what? I, you know what? I've come to know him by who? What? I've known him by doing other people's songs. He's like feature, like yeah. a feature guy. You know how people? Okay, do you remember like what T Pain? You remember what T Pain did? Uh, LMA's boot up. He covered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's done covers for other people's songs. Jacquees does covers. Yeah. Okay. I've seen him do that. I'm not saying he doesn't have his own music. He does, but I, I can't. Name a song. Well, and here here comes part of the genius in what this guy did. I'm not in a way. I'm not mad at it. Right, right. I'm I'm not entrenched in the community as much as I should, as as evidenced by this story. But um, when when I when I heard this headline, I was like, I feel bad. I don't even know who this guy is. So I immediately go. Ah. To, I immediately go to Spotify, and he gets a listen out of me because I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. So like, he's generating a buzz. You know, in a very I, I cheap feel like, way. I feel like it was uh, strategic marketing. On yeah, this yeah, yeah. So it, in that in that light, I give him credit. But reality, this guy, this guy's Spotify profile, barren. I mean, he doesn't have a catalog of music. Like the reason why I came to know him is because I think him and Ella May's team had a bit of a bumping heads because he covered I think after LMA followed up booed up with uh, another single trip tripping yeah, yeah and he did a cover for that well he didn't let trip cook enough and he started covering it to where people following him thought it was his song oh so there are rules to doing covers 
I think so. Okay. Yeah. You're but LMA's but LMA's team had to step in and was like, hey, you need to kind of settle down and let this kind of breathe before you start covering. Because okay. by the time other people start covering Boot Up, everyone knew whose song it was. Right, right. Right? Right. But I think because she's still a new artist and she's still getting her buzz with certain songs, you know what I mean? You got to kind of let it go. So that's how I came to really know him. Boot Up is a candidate for song of the year, by the way. I'm just putting it out there. I don't know who, okay. who I'm saying this for, but I'm just letting y'all know where it is. Okay. Sure. But yeah. Um, so, so let me ask you this, Walker. We, we know who's not the king of R&B. Who is? Currently, and we're not talking about in 1971. I'm talking about today. Who is your king of R&B? Go. Chris Brown. Okay. So we have no, we have no debate there. I thought we were going to disagree there. Who you thought I was going to say? Gonna. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Walker, you walk right into that. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, oh. I'll, I'll tell you this too. Okay. Um, in another year or so, I'm keeping an eye on this particular guy, Caesar. Caesar's soul, right? He is my personal favorite. Daniel Caesar. Okay. Right? That's what I'm right. He is my personal favorite. Um This guy's I don't know what you consider him. What would you call what would you consider Tory Lanes? He raps too, because I think in a few years hey, he might be pushing for that crown. I consider Tory Lanes to be wildly underrated. Even even by myself, but do his last album? Yeah, yeah. No, I. I'm saying, um, Dark Horse. Watch for Tory Lanez in the future. If he keeps if he keeps putting out music like what he's putting out, yeah. Because I think R and B, I think R and B is still in the category. I don't think R and B has crossed over like hip hop has. If that makes sense. But but do you think your Drakes and your Tory Lanes are changing the face of R&B? Mm, because, because to a degree. I'm to be, a degree. I'm going to be honest, honest, with you, honest with you. When I hear the term R&B, you know who I think of? Who? Bobby Brown. And no one else. Sure. I mean, but we're, we're, we're talking current. We're talking current. But well, you know, in, in thinking of Bobby Brown, I have to think about Bobby Brown's sound, Bobby Brown's style. Bobby Brown, he rapped a little bit, right? People don't want to talk about sure. it. But they, they weren't bars, but he, he, sure. he spit. Sure. So why, why, not, why not Tory Lanez? Chris Brown raps. Chris, yeah, Breezy raps. Chris Brown raps. So, it, so it's, you know, I, Usher I can, gave us some bars. You need to quit. <laughs> And that, I hate that you that you made me admit that because I love Usher's latest project with Zaytoven. I love it, man. Love. It was cool. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Liked so it. so we we both agree, Chris Brown. <clears throat> but you you say Daniel Caesar extremely slept on in my opinion. This, this I can't believe it. you don't like black. I cannot believe you don't like what black. Do, what do you put him? And he's talking about black with a six. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> um, 
it's kind of a hodgepodge of those guys. It's, it's almost like I'm, pissed, I'm, right? I'm waiting for someone to separate themselves. Right. And it's, if it's, that an, makes sense. it's an opportunity for somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what... And Bruno's out there. Come on. Bruno's out there. I don't consider him R&B. Okay. What, I, I want you to do this when we leave. I want you to go listen to Versace on the floor. And I want you to text me and tell me you don't consider him R&B. I love that album. I love that album. But you don't consider anything on their R&B? Oh, it's R&B. It's New Jack Swing. Like, okay. it's that whole that, that whole he, time. He may have borrowed that sound temporarily for this project. He may come out with something totally different with his next That's one. And that's why... Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that T said that. So I, you I, see what I, I mean? I'll so, let Bruno go. That's what I'm saying. If he comes back... And because his previous stuff was so vastly different... Right. I don't know... If he's just a chameleon on us, he is because he's 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 existed in a lot of different genres. Yeah, do you think that's where music's going now? To where 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 we're trying to erase genres and just letting people be who they want to be instead of forcing them into certain boxes? I think that's what a lot of people do to not be pinned into a certain box. And I can respect that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I look at some of previous kings of R and B. Uh, I, I, let me ask you this question. Okay, is there a difference between R and B and soul? Goodness, there shouldn't be, but unfortunately, there is. Where you put John Legend? I put John Legend in soul. Okay, because when you throw out certain names, okay, we're we're talking about king. Every kingdom, every every regime has an expiration date. It doesn't last forever, <laughs> very, right? Very good point, Walker. Right? Yes. So you're talking about your R. Kelly's. You're talking about your Bobby Browns. You're talking about, you know, Usher. You're talking about these you are know. guys artistically reproducing the hieroglyphics of R and B. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, there's some amazing, and we can go on and on about people who just made great music. There's a lot of underrated. You know what we should do? We okay. should talk about some of the more underappreciated kings of R&B. Like I think about your John B's. I think about John B's. He yeah, killing it. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of people who've had great, nice little Oof. runs. Yeah. Like, and I'm when I say nice runs, I mean a good two, three albums. Almost like Joe. You remember Joe? Joe Joe was super consistent, man, in his time. Joe Absolutely. was putting out good stuff. Donnell Jones is another one. I Donnell think. Jones. Donnell Jones put out solid. Where I want to be out. is. You can still listen to that. Top right? five, top five, top five. Thank top you. Five. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Absolutely. No one's talking about these guys. Yeah. Though. These are the more under, like they will never come up in the conversation, but I'm acknowledging them as some of the more underrated, yeah. more steadier cats in R&B. Right. No doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I like what I like what he did in terms of sparking that conversation. To be, yeah, keep sweat coming out of nowhere. You know what I mean? You got Dude, sweat is that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And his music, like his music, low key has aged well. Uh, yeah. It, I didn't think it would. I didn't think it would. I really didn't think it would. Hey. You know what I mean? Because there's some people. I don't think it would either, but it has. I ain't gonna front. There's some people who I was like, man, I love this music. I go back to it now. I was like, this was kind (laughs) of. 
why did I love this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's some people now, I'm like, eh, right. I don't know. That, that music didn't age well. His low key kind of did. Yeah, you can still not keep sweating. It just seemed like it was a recipe to not just because of his sound. Right. But yeah, he's aged fairly well. Um, but yeah, wow, Keith Sweat I, I, was such a quality name out of all those we named. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Jacquees, what? Jacquees, whatever you want. Great. Um, yeah. You want to talk about Cardi B? Offset. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Do you? Um, are they getting a divorce or they just broke up? I don't know. Like, she phrased it like, like they broke up. Have you been following some of the steam that Cardi B's been put out? Like I, heard I don't this, follow. I heard, Keep, make me aware. Well, not not like from a social media perspective. Okay, you're you're in the news outlets. A little you're bit. hearing about it. Yeah. Um. But she was in a concert, and you know, urge. You know, she she took she took Offset's name out of her out of her verse and uh, Motorsport, and she replaced it with something else. Like it it just to me it just reeks of publicity stunt, right? I it, did I did see where she claimed it wasn't a publicity stunt. Well, I mean. But it, but we still have the question: like, are are y'all are y'all like split? Like, I didn't even know they were married. So I, I I don't think a lot of people who don't really keep up with them knew that. Right. right. I knew they were engaged, but I didn't think I knew they went ahead and tied the knot. Right. And and I think some of that mystique to me makes it a publicity stunt. And okay. and we all know we all we all know we're expecting a project from Offset like any minute now. So I mean, this is great if Offset drops on Friday because now there's a buzz behind him, and this is just—I feel like the industry does this, and I hate it. But I think I think it's just the latest rendition of that. And then Offset drops, and it's like, because because by by and large, when you think of the Migos, we only know Quavo, right? Be, mm. Who 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 is who is the front line? For Migos, who is no, 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 no. That's not what you said. You said we only know Quavo. Now you're saying front line. Obviously, the front line is Quavo. Let me, but re- every- let me rephrase. Okay, that. okay. Think, thinking, thinking of Migos in a pop form. I mean, they all three of them in there. Oh, Walker, you just don't want to agree with me. Okay. Quavo is the Migos. He is. No, don't do that. Cause, cause, think about it. Did don't you did that. you see the carpool karaoke with the Migos on it? Is it no. the Migos or Migos? Migos. Okay. So you know you've seen carpool karaoke with uh yeah. yeah. Um, who's sitting in the front seat? Quavo. Do you know the two guys in the back? Offset takeoff. You do, but most of society doesn't. They know Quavo. That's why they put him in the front seat. They didn't, they didn't put Offset in the front. Okay. But you said who. Who's the only person we know? Back, back to my point. It is Quavo. You don't want to admit it, but you know it. Um, no, but, that's a terrible question. But, but go ahead. You're making. It. You're on your way to making another point. Right. Think about it. Quavo. Quavo develops his project and he drops it, and like it causes shockwaves to the music community. Oh, it's Quavo. Everybody's crazy about it. Takeoff drops, and nobody really cares, right? I think. I think lessons were learned from takeoff dropping from Offset. So Offset is only known. In in mass pop culture, he's only known as Cardi B's guy, and he's a part of the Migos. Okay, so I think lessons were learned, and like we got to generate a little more buzz, a little more oomph surrounding this Offset project dropping, just so we could probably get some more spins, some more streams, and maybe some more album purchases. That's my thought. 
Because the music industry is full of snakes, so I think this is a, this is snake activity. Sure. You know what also makes music sales? What? That it's good. Put some good music out there. Well, I'm not going to argue with you there. Because what is Travis Scott's album still doing? Dude. Why I, is it doing it? Because it's good. Walker, oh gosh, I'm going to catch so much on this, and you know where I'm going. But I'm just going to go ahead and get it out. Astro World album of the year arguably I, that's a strong case strong case strong case you were supposed to really just not let me live and ask me about scorpion and ask me why i'm going against ovo that was your chance and you didn't take it no 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 no, no. You, you i thought you call him astrovio astrovio yeah it's a thing yeah 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 so in a way you know He's still family. Yeah. That's the way you prefaced it months ago. Album of the year, though. But but, but you're right. It, it was a quality project from top to bottom. We need more still music spinning. like that. Yeah. Still spinning. It, but it's hard to produce that. Is it? Well, for me, it would be. I couldn't produce an album like that. Well, uh, you know what I mean. Would you listen if I did? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It gives you more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. Absolutely. We'll do a whole album review for the podcast. We wouldn't even do player of the week segments, lightning round. Everything will be an hour and a half of jokes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, that, that's all I got for the Cardi B offset crap. I don't know if you got any more to add. So tell me about the Steph Curry situation. So Steph, Steph doesn't think we ever landed on the moon. Or as he said recently, his words were taken out of context. Um, of course, what you say when everyone begins to... Right, rag on you. If you listen to the clip on the podcast that he did, uh, <laughs> I don't know how they were taken out of context, unless they got a really, really good editor. But um, he he questions. He he thinks uh, Stanley Kubrick was involved in the the creation of this facade of Neil Armstrong and company landing on the moon. Um, you, you know. I'm not going to say he's wrong. I value opinions from everyone. Basically a guy giving his conspiracy theory. Right. Uh, but if we could, if we could think like Steph, you know, if he does believe this, m- one question I thought of is if we've gone to the moon, how come we've never gone back? Has he had to really give an apology? Did he, did he have to give an apology? All, all I've heard is NASA reached out and they invited him to come see this special lab that have dedicated to us landing on the moon and he obliged and he then he said he was his words were misquoted i didn't hear any apology come from steph curry when i saw that i was like why is this a story this is a slow news week by the way it is but i think it's i think it's valid what i mean what do you think do you think we landed on the moon i think so you don't think so i think so okay i think so reason why is because i believe in uh may jemison Ah, uh, okay, yeah, that's why. Walker, you're a clever individual. What do you mean? I just, I, I just, I love the way you think. That's why I love recording with you. I'm just saying, man. Like, uh, hey, I believe, I believe her. Okay, that's all. Okay, all right. That's all I got in the lightning round, man. Cool. Well, nice, let, nice, let's, great. Let's get to what the listeners really come here for. Okay, um, to hear more about my vulnerabilities. No. Uh, <laughs> let's get into our top two segments. Uh the player of the or shout out and player of the week respectively. So, so you going first or am I I'll, I'll kick us off. Um I'm I'm gonna go with the shout out. 
Um, you've heard of the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Yeah. All right. This, this is right up your alley, Walker. I did this for you. Have you heard about their latest venture? Mm-mm. So they they recently acquired a 30,000 square foot building for $2.1 million, which is a steal for this particular building. Uh, but it's located in the East Point College Park area of Atlanta. Okay. This is going to be sort of a business incubator for to uh to attract unique minds to you know provide resources to get their ideas off the ground all right so we've heard the story before but we've we've not heard it in a in a culturally stamped uh <laughs> movement if you will so um what what what's more what's more uh intriguing about this walker is not only will it be a business incubator but there's also going to be a certain allotment of recording space built in this in this facility so the uh think yeah the the tulsa real estate founder jay morrison is quoted saying something to the effect of we we want to change the way artists in this area and beyond get involved in the industry and um they're providing a safe place for them to record and produce their own music which i think is great and if if you know jay morrison like i do i'm sure there's some sort of financial incentive for him as well, which 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 is good, especially if this thing materializes, which I have no doubt that it will. Uh, but it, shout, shout out to Jay and the Tulsa Real Estate Fund for really assessing a need in an area that just needs a little bit more support and answering the bell, if you will. So uh, I wish they I wish they had a name for this for this project, Walker, so I could really uh explaining it you know at least put a title on it but right now it's an east point project for the tulsa real estate fund so anyway shout out to jay love what you're doing yeah it's a shame i haven't shouted him out already i know this is your guy walker like no I, i'm a fan of his yeah i really am a fan of his. you put you put I, me on tulsa real estate fund if we want to be honest about it oh really yeah this okay is, this is well before we even no, this was in the in the infancy of our podcast when gotcha yeah yeah okay. anyway, yeah it yeah. was it was right. pop getting popping um, during that time too, right? So, dope. So, I don't have anyone. I I, I want to point out. Um, I want to point out something that I think is incredibly dope. You remember the movie Hidden Figures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the three black women. You should have gone first because that'd been a nice segue from NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. No, but this has nothing to do with NASA, though. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I think the biggest thing about Hidden Figures was, like, no one knew about this story. Right. So when we talk about black history, usually we're confined to maybe, like, 10 people. Right. The, the same 10. Yeah, yeah, the same 10. So there is there is a monument that is going to honor 800 black women who served in the armed forces during World War II. Did you know about this? I did not know about this. Okay, they didn't fight, of course, but they worked with, they were part of what's called the six, six, let's see here, 6888th Central Postal Directory uh, battalion, the U.S.'s Army's 
U.S. Army's only all-African-American and all-female unit during World War II. Often referred to as 6888, the unit was made up of 824 enlisted and 31 officer women who were originally from the Women's Army Corps, Army Service Forces, and Army Air Forces. I'm reading this out, of course. Sure. While many African-American nurses served overseas in combat zones... Uh, WAC units remained separated and women of color were only allowed to serve overseas depending on the needs of the army. Hmm. The military, I know, go figure. Yeah. The military faced pressure from African-American WACs to serve in overseas components and eventually a request for 800 women to serve in the European theater was approved. Uh, let's, let's see here. Yeah. In 1945, warehouses and Red Cross workers in England became overwhelmed with a backlog of mail and packages addressed to the U S service members. The hundreds of women who eventually made up the six triple 80 triple eight were selected to train for this exact mission. Now here's what's so dope about it. It's not dope already. Yeah, I know. Right. Goodness. Uh, let's see here. So they divided their work in shifts that ran 365 days. Uh, Wow. The women processed an average of 65,000 pieces of mail per shift, clearing the previous six-month backlog of letters in just three months. Oh, wow. These women are being honored in the... uh, Let's see here. They're being honored with a monument of them at Fort Leavenworth. Trying to see where Fort Leavenworth is, but of of the over eight hundred service women, five were present at their monument dedication ceremony at Fort Leavenworth. So the women who were there were like in their nineties now. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Uh, yeah, so these women serve, and and again, these are stories that we don't even know. Shout out to these precious, proud, Gosh. amazing black women. Just just. Proof that black women are so dope in a one of a kind, second to none. Uh, shout out to these precious women who are still alive to see them get the respect and honor. And I'm be honest with you, I don't even think this is enough. But for them to be honored in such a way, I think is dope, and much more attention should be brought to it. So shout out to these ladies. Very dope. Very dope. All right. And my, my only question is like, why why are we just finding out about this stuff now? But to me, that's a movie. To me, yeah. that that is a movie. If Hidden Figures is a movie, then yeah, this is this is just as yeah worthy. And I'm pretty sure the stuff they had to deal with. Oh, but goodness. yeah, yeah. So, all right, who was the screw ups? <laughs> okay. Well, this is our player of the week segment, and um, my player of the week involves numerous parties, but um, I guess in an umbrella state, it um. It involves the NBA, yes, the National Basketball Association. Um, Have you watched a game yet this year? Like, from tip-off to three zeros? No. Have you watched any, like, games casually? Yeah, I've watched some. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And awesome. I went against what I what I said, but, the, hey, the Warriors have been struggling. I, didn't, I did not predict. <gasps> Continue. <laughs> At any rate. Um, so, uh... Walker, I think this is one of your guys, Trevor Ariza. I know you like his game. Um, <laughs> I just I pin all this random stuff to you, man. You just I, I don't know if you received or not, but whatever. Um, no, so uh, Trevor Ariza is a, a player for the Phoenix Suns, and um, 
He played last year for the Houston Rockets. He's, yes. He's what you call a 3 and D guy. Yeah. He plays great, great de- defense on the perimeter, and he can hit a spot of three. Very, very well, very well put. Uh, he's got a ring, doesn't he? What he won Lakers? one with the Lakers. Yeah, okay. So he played with Kobe. Um, but anyway, no, the <laughs> and him going to the Suns, that was a head-scratcher for me, but... Anyway, I guess money talks. And when you're at this point in your career, you got to get all the guap you can get. Cash out. Right. Um, but no, so he, he goes to the Suns or whatever. And the Suns are like, yeah, you're not kind of working out. So they put him up for trade, right? So the Suns start calling everybody like, hey, Trevor Reese is out here. Who wants him? So uh, they kind of, the, uh, the Suns, the Wizards, and the Memphis Grizzlies put together this uh, it's not blockbuster, but pretty intense three-team trade scenario. So um, everything's everything's looking good. I think Trevor Ariza was headed to the Wizards um, ultimately, but the Grizzlies. I guess they should be no, no, no. It's not the Grizzlies. It's the Suns actually. So it should be the Suns. Now that I think about it, the Suns could not quite agree on a final the final part of this trade. Um, so initial, in initial talks, uh, there was a guy by the name of Marshawn Brooks, uh, eventually landing at the Phoenix Suns. And, um, as all this, all these trade, this trade transaction matures, uh, Marshawn Brooks is being in, you know, being kind of involved or input in this trade scenario. And it's not till the NBA okays it. And these teams are about to pull the trigger that the Suns say, hold on. We didn't want Marshawn Brooks. We wanted Dylan Brooks. So why are the Suns, in particular, the player of the week? Because you should have known (laughs) as many layers as there are to getting a trade approved in the NBA. You should have known everybody involved, especially a player that was going to end up on your roster. So for you at the last minute to say, you know what? We don't we don't really want Marshawn Brooks. We wanted Dylan Brooks. And then the trade uh, eventually just falling flat in his face. That makes you player of the week because your front office needs to do a lot better. Walker, the, the Phoenix Suns front office is comprised of numerous NBA executives making Lord knows what type of salaries. And you mean to tell me a trade like this came down to them mistaking one Brooks for another? Uh, I'm not buying it, Walker. So, um... It's it's easy to say, yeah, all black folks look alike. But in this scenario, like, so the intern you have that that ultimately is going to do all the legwork in this, he he needs to be supervised a little better and know his players a little bit more. This is this is this is not acceptable at all. And if anything, Walker, I'm sorry, I'm going in. I didn't realize I was going to go in like this. Yeah. Um, but if anything, I feel bad for Trevor Ariza because he has to remain in the Valley of the sun and play for the woeful Phoenix Suns. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and continue to play for the woeful Phoenix Suns. Now, of course it was his decision to sign with his team in the off season, but the Suns are terrible. And let's be honest, Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, and Dan Marley are not walking through that door. And if they did, they'd be even worse. Um, so anyway, uh, Phoenix Suns, if you're listening, you are the player of the week. And there you have it. I have nothing to say to that. Wow. What can you say? It's just foolery. 
Well, didn't you say Jalen Rose had a comment yeah, about? Yeah, and Jalen Jalen was much more educated on the inner workings of this trade as but, he's paid to be. Right, paid handsomely at that. Um, but he he just shared his disgust about you know how this trade broke down and. You know, he he knows a lot of the major players from a front office perspective that he thought was better than this, you know. So anyway, it, it, it heard, just sucks. I've, I mean, I've heard the Phoenix Suns front office is pretty. And there's a reason why they're last in the NBA. And, and Birmingham's own Eric Bledsoe, you think about uh, his situation. No, uh, he out. Yeah. So, I mean, who, who knows? There, there could be there could be fire here because there's definitely smoke. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my player of the week. Nobody was really hurt or harmed in that, but it was just, yeah, come on. Y'all know better. A botched thing. Gotcha. Uh, My player of the week, um, it goes out to Kanye West. Dude, you're not going to let this go. What? Your your Kanye thing is just, it's a love-hate thing with you. And I don't get it. Like, I'm going to let you talk first. I'm going to let you live before I go in. You actually can't go in. I actually am baiting you to try to go in. I'm anyway. loading the clip right now, so. All right. Anyway, so I think maybe you have said it, or I've said it. One of us has said it. The best thing for Kanye to do is just go away quietly. <laughs> right? Can't seem to quite do that. So this oh week, Kanye. Yandy still hasn't dropped. So Black Con- Friday is coming. God, I just realized that. I thought he was going to drop it this month. Though. He's going to drop it Black Friday. That's what Kim K said. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. anyway, while we're waiting on, while we're, I'm sorry, while Gat is waiting on Yandy, because I got better things to do. <laughs> So a gat's at work waiting on Yandi. <laughs> Hitting refresh. Refresh my Spotify every 20 minutes. Yay is still waiting on an apology from Drake. Oh, so on Twitter, going? he goes, still need that apology for mentioning the 350s. Because you remember that line on... Uh, yeah. yeah. And trying to take food out of your idol's kid's mouth. That's the end of that tweet. Okay. I'm gonna let you finish. You are you okay. See, you see what I did? There? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> then he tweets again. Been trying to meet with you for six months, bro. You sneak dissing me on Trav records and texting Chris talking about how's the family. I heard about that tweet. I didn't hear about the first one you said, but yeah. Tweet number three. <laughs> I told you I ain't tell Pusha about your son. Tweet number four. It's all love, bro, but don't play with me. You stay too close to be playing all these industry games, bro. Is he adding Drake in these? No. Okay. Just like Trump. He's being a coward. Sending purple emojis when I'm dealing with mental. Oh, so now he's back dealing with mental stuff. When I'm dealing with mental SHIT, I need my apologies now. Not through Scooter either. Not through Travis. I don't know who Scooter is. Me neither. Okay. So now Kanye is is admitting that he's going through mental stuff. 
when the last time he spoke on mental issues, he mentioned that he was misdiagnosed and that it was just sleep deprivation. Okay. Tweet number five. I would never intentionally try to hurt you, bro. I never even heard of none of the disc records. That ain't my MO. Never did I diss. Never did a diss record. Never. Oh, I know. I know you. I, you. You can't wait. I'm building. Okay. Was that tweet five? That uh, I, five? I lost count. Okay. After you three. Did? After three. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna assume that was five. Tweet six. No tough talk either. Tweet seven. This ain't about who could pay to have something done to somebody. This man to man, bro. This has been bothering me too long. Tweet eight. Buying first two rows at Pusha Show. Got me hot, bro. Tweet nine. This ain't about who could pay to have something done to somebody. This is man to man, bro. No, I think I think I just showed it again. Did he just retweet his own? No, 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 no. Here it goes. Here it goes. My 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 browser move. Stop this already, bro. You getting people hurt out here? And over what? Drake ten. Drake finally called. Drake uh, tweeted tweet eleven. Mission accomplished. Tweet 12. By the way, not cleared. I guess talking about the track. Some track that Drake may have done. This was this was a series of just... Was that the last tweet? That was the last one that I've seen so far. So Drake called him. That, that's, that, that's news to me in this whole thing. I, supposedly. 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 I don't think Drake called him. I think someone from close to Drake may have called him. Jay Prince. <laughs> I know, right? So here, here's what here here's. Let's here. unpack this. <laughs> or do you want? Do you want to? You already said Kanye's your player of the week. So can we unpack now? Sure. Okay, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done with the. Tw- I'm done with. Go I just. Ahead. I just want to set it all up for for it, why. Okay, first off. Your kids ain't hurting for nothing. <laughs> ain't nobody taking nothing out of your kid's mouth. They will never, never. have to worry about anything the I'm, rest of their life. I'm thinking an earliest, like maybe their grandkids, grandkids may have to worry about something. Maybe, depending right. on how they manage this thing. Yeah. 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 Might. They're good. They're good. They're set. Goodness. Okay. Right. Let's, let's be clear on that. If your pride was hurt because of Drake taking shots at you. Then that's it is what it is. Right. Deal with it. Right. All right. It's rap. It's rap. Now, if you feel a way about him dissing you, right? Get a mic just as we're using. And and get it and, off, your and chest. Get off your chest, put a, right? Put a beat behind it. It's, it's rap. But don't lie to us and say you had nothing to do with Push's disc yeah. when you sat there and produced it. Yeah. If you got an issue you, with Drake. Uh, being buddy buddy with Travis Scott talking checks over stripes, then don't produce Pusha T's album where he's going in on Drake. Right, very well played. Okay, okay, very hypocritical of you. Speaking of being hypocritical, stop lying to us and telling us one when it's convenient for you. Now, now you're dealing with mental health. Now that it's convenient for you in this argument, 
when before it was just sleep deprivation and you were misdiagnosed. Right. Sounds like either you need a new doctor or you need to listen to your doctor's advice. There you go. And that's all I have to say about Kanye. Um, when Yandi gets here, you can tell me all about it. And for you wanting to go in on me, you're looking forward to Yandi. Keep I, that in mind before you go in on me. And I still and and this makes me think Yandi's Yandi's getting closer to dropping, um, because this is this is nothing. I mean, it's nothing. It, to echo what you said, Kanye, like you knew of this beef. You you were the catalyst. I think honestly, in my heart of hearts, now it's it's a one sided story. But I mean, hasn't Pusha even even mentioned Kanye's involvement in this loosely? Or am I am I dreaming that up? He did an interview on Joe Budden's podcast about two months ago. Okay. Um, I forget Ye's involvement. I think it was mostly between him. He I think Pusha talked mostly about uh him and Drake. It, from coming from Camp OVO, I thought we'd put this thing to bed. Like I thought we were done with it. We're 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 not totally hundred percent with push. But it's just like we're we're not gonna we're not gonna go back and forth. It, yeah, yeah. And Drake you even think, said you Drake think, even said this on the barbershop with Braun. Like it's what what else is he gonna say? Maybe Kanye just wants to hear some of Drake music and what he's got going on, and well, Drake's not returning his calls. I think there's a lot of truth to that, especially considering the fact that Drake went to this man. So yeah, and it's a competition. What's thing. on the docket for 2019, Drake? I know what's not on the docket for 2019 or 2018 for that matter, and that's Yandi. As much as I want to hear it, I don't think it's going to drop. Um, I, I don't know what to make of this, man. Like, is Kanye just lonely? We talked about what Kanye. You're you're is. our resident Kanye expert, so you have to answer answer this. Why am I the resident Kanye expert? Because you know what, Walter? I'm so glad you said that. You walked right into this. When I when I go into my sneaker closet, I look at every pair of shoe I have, and I don't see anything that loosely resembles Kanye West. And then you go into your sneaker closet, and you've got pairs of Yeezys. That makes you the resident expert. And you keep bringing up Kanye. Nobody wants to talk about him. I hate it, yeah. You thought it was... I'm not the person who's listened so to... much, you bought the sneakers. You hate it so oh, much, yeah, you defended I... the Wave Runners. No, I... No, I didn't defend it. Listen, do I need to scroll? I said I would rock it, but I wouldn't buy them. I'm casting stones at these. At that's this a shoe weak. Walker, that's a weak. And you're you're taking that's a weak defense. You're taking fire. Like I'm taking these. I'm protecting the shoe. I didn't say I would buy them. I said they weren't worth the money. That's a weak defense. Ahead, I'm not the person who's listening. Okay, so you want to do this? You want to do this right now? You want to do this right now? We're doing it? We're not going to wait till next So you're listening. So you've listened to Ye's album at least 10 times and encouraged me to listen to it more than two times, right? That was you, right? Ye's album was good. Ye's album was butt. It was good. It It was terrible. It wasn't exceptional. It was good. It was better than Quavo's album. Listen, Pusha listened to that album was like, ugh. (laughs) Even pushes, he said it in the pri- between him. Hey, he said it between him and his now wife. He married her. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was fiance when the Drake beat started, but anyway, they got married since then. Oh, okay. They got married since then. Shout outs to marriage. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna. Whatever. 
Clearly, I am the good, uh, good music. You are on it, man. Whatever. We don't have to beef, but just own that you're on the good side. I've owned OVO. <laughs> you had a point. Yes. You, you can't. You can't deflect the fact that you're our Kanye expert. You, you, you wanted this. You built it. You have to deal with it. This is your baby. Don't give him to me. I got my own kids. I just said I'm concerned about this person's mental health. Like he sounds, he is exactly the bipolar individual we thought he was. The superhero, right? That he claims on the on the album. Yeah, I wasn't listening. It's the first track, Walker. You can't. It's, it's oh, it's on the first track. <laughs> you 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 played yourself a few weeks that? ago. Right? Yeah. By buying the Yeezys. Did I play myself? You said it. Sure. So I don't understand how you could trash an album by this man and turn around and buy his sneakers. It's called being objective, Gatry. I'm objective. You're, I'm objective. You're a lot of things, Walker, but objective is not one of I'm not objective. I'm not being objective. It's just weird. If I me. don't like the album, so I'm just going to say it's good just because I'm going to get a pair of sneakers some months later that's how that works yeah. that's how that works I guess, I guess overall it's not it's not a, it's not fair for my end to say that okay you're still it's the, also you're still irrational on your part too yeah, it is but yeah. you're still the resident expert okay that's fine anyway i just i this is kanye needing attention and that, that's all i have to say you think drake's concerned about this no Thank you. Drake's Drake's getting ready to actually drop a project, and he's he's spending time in some place that I don't know of, having a good time after this successful tour. You think he's worried about Kanye? What was Kanye's last successful tour? Mm. He didn't tour off this past album. <laughs> anyway, you're you you. You emotionally are in the No, it was place. good. It was good. You said it was a good album. You're Don't you usually tour off a good album? You're trolling. You said it was good. You're trolling. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You said it was a good album. Usually you tour off a good album. Dude, I, I listened to Ye as recent as two weeks ago. Punch yourself. <laughs> this is the tipping point for me. Now, you, now you're starting to agitate me. Who said... Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm. <laughs> I usually do a good job of not letting you annoy me, but you have yes. you you've kind of gotten on my nerves with 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 this. Yes. God. Got one Walker zero. <laughs> oh man. That's all I got on that. I, I can't. I can't say anything else about Kanye. It's just, yeah. and he's tweeting all the stuff. And he's talking about man to man. No, Walker, you and I are men, <laughs> right? Right down the street, bro. Yeah, no, but Walker, you and I are men. Sure. I I can contact you when I have a beef with you. I'm oh not yeah. Gonna, I'm not gonna go Twitter fingers on you. I'm not gonna go. Troll around social media to tell you tell you something. That's I'm going kinda, straight to you. That's kind of apples, apples and oranges. But to your point, to your point, 
Because we're from, we're actually friends. True. We're actually friends. That's why I say it's apples and oranges. But I get your point. If you're a, if we're men, if it bothers you, you need to go have a face to face with him. When you're tweeting, good luck getting face to face with him. But oh, true. You know. but I think if anybody could, it's Kanye. Uh, okay. Well, no, nah, not after what happened. Good luck with that. That's all I got, Walker. And that's all I have. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you have a great. We're recording on a Sunday, so we hope you have a great week. And uh, tune in next time and have a blessed, productive rest of the year. We'll probably drop a sneak. Uh, we'll probably drop another podcast on you between now and uh, the holidays. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not done for the year, y'all. I don't. You tell me. I don't know when the next trip you got. You got. You did. Oh man, globe trotter. I'm about to cut you off. Walker. <laughs> globe anyway. <trotter. laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody.